It seemed that entrepreneurship and spirituality were in conflict. But they were mistaken. There is a profound art to building high-performance business that expands the soul. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we are here to explore. This is the Pure Power Podcast. I am your host, Oliver Philbock. Welcome. Yes, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pure Power Podcast. Today we are kicking off the very, very first episode and I feel honored and delighted and excited to welcome you on board for this very special journey that we have ahead of us. I'm your host, my name is Oliver, and my promise to you is that this time that we will be sharing here will be a very special time. This podcast will connect you to your own depth, to your purpose, and to your power. You will learn how to alleviate the expansion of your soul as an entrepreneur and how to create high-performance business while at the same time creating deep inner freedom or rather revealing deep inner freedom because this, as we will see later, is not something that you create but only something that you can reveal because it's always there, it cannot be created. And in this, you know, we are having a very special conversation because we are meeting at the intersection of deep spiritual embodiment and applied wisdom and high-performance entrepreneurship. And there are not many people who are having this conversation and who have this overlapping aspiration in both sectors, in both areas. So you and I being here, yeah, we are opening a very close and beautiful, kind of like a fireside chat atmosphere to speak about the real mysteries, yeah, the real mysteries where high performance meets freedom. So if you are an entrepreneur with high aspirations and you desire deep inner freedom and at the same time to create a big worldly impact through your ventures and success on all levels, financially, spiritually, physically, emotionally, romantically, <laughs> yeah, uh, if that's what you want, then this podcast is for you. Now, today, yeah, we are kicking off this journey. And what I want to share today with you is a little bit of the background of who am I? What brings me here? Why am I sharing this with you? What is my story? What is pure power to me? How did I first experience it? And then in the next episodes, we're going to take it deeper into both the spiritual exploration and into the exploration of entrepreneurship. So for me, yeah, pure power. I created this brand two and a half years ago, something like this, when I started to be offering full-time coaching work to my clients. It still took a little while until the brand name fully landed like this into this pure power, which really feels like the incorporation, the essence of the work. But the work has been pretty much the same over this time. And there's this interesting thing that happens with the brand name of Pure Power, where already a few times now a client would come to me after working with me for a year or six months or yeah, like an extended amount of time where many transformations happened and yeah, a lot of beauty unfolded and 
new success in the business and new depth in the heart. Yeah, so many things. And then after six months or a year, my client would suddenly send me a message and say, hey, you know what? Now I finally get it. Now I finally understand what you mean with pure power. Yeah, we've been working here all this time, but now, now I know what you mean. And every time I'm, I'm kind of laughing and pure power is like that. Yeah. In my experience, it grows on people. It grows on people just as it is growing on myself. Yeah, at first they associated with brute kind of power. Yeah. <laughs> BMW motor sort of like brute force. Yeah. And there is something to that. The people attracted into this field and into this work and probably attracted into this podcast. Yeah? So you are probably a high performer. The BMW motor is what you carry inside and it has given you the tenacity and the drive to be successful with whatever you have been doing in your life and to push through yeah, and to find this drive and to find this, this force inside. So there is something to this type of pure power. Yeah? But then there's also a deeper layer and that is the pure power, the purity, the purity of our heart, the purity of our soul. And this is our place of connection to the divine, to beauty, to love in the heart, to freedom, to the freedom of our soul. And so when my clients tell me after a year or something like this, that now finally they're getting it, it's often because of that, because they find this meeting place where they can be in the utmost freedom and joy and love in the heart and at the same time drive like a BMW and probably drive even faster than they used to. And this is just so special and it is such a potent and at the same time such a liberating experience when we really manage to bring the two together. Again, the expansion of the soul and the expansion of the business and finding ways even how they can potentiate each other instead of just coexisting. Yeah, I'm doing this half of my time and then half of the time I do this. What if we bring them together and we become even more strong in both fields because they mutually benefit each other? Well, and this is at the heart of pure power. So I want to share a little bit about my story before I go deeper into the business side of things and also the spiritual significance of this. For me, my whole life, I have been very, very ambitious and very fiery in everything that I did. And for much of my life, I was so ambitious that I needed to be the best, quote unquote, in everything that I would do. And it was really like this inner drive. And I'm really saying need <laughs> with emphasis on I needed to be the best. It was not something just coming out of the freedom of my soul yeah, and this pursuit of excellence for joy. But there was also a, a grasping and a clinging and a looking for validation. Anyway, so whatever I would do, I needed to be the best, no matter if it was in school or back when I was competing in martial arts or later in university or in my job or even everything in between. So I think sometimes I must have been quite a, a nuisance for my friends because I would be competing on everything that you can 
basically compete on, yeah, no matter if it would be who can go faster to university or finish this faster or whatever. So I think sometimes it, it must have been a bit annoying. But <laughs> things changed for me. Things changed when my sister got sick, my very beloved sister, and she had a diagnosis with cancer. And what started then was a nine-month period of rapid decline of health and of very big transformation for the whole family, for the whole family structure, a big earthquake. And nine months after the initial diagnosis, she passed away and we spent the final weekend together in the family saying our goodbyes and making peace with each other and sharing the final words, uh, sharing the final words of love, gratitude, and preparing her for her passing for the next journey. This event was a complete uphaul for me of my life up to this point. And it started a profound quest for meaning for me. This question, why am I alive when my sister is dead? What is life? Who am I? What remains after death? And these questions, they occupied me, not just sometimes or for a month or for two months, but this became a full-time inner exploration for me. And in the years after her passing, I tried everything. I did the parties. I used to DJ on techno parties. I did the drugs. I did the shamanic ceremonies. I did the meditation retreats. I did the yoga. I did the career. I did the studies in an elite university, traveling the world, having different partners. I tried everything that I could get my hand on with this question. What is the point? Yeah, who am I? And I had this final dream, some, oh, what seemed like a final dream in this moment, that, okay, when I finally make it in my career and I finally have all the success that I'm longing for, things will be different. I will see that it will fulfill me so much. I will find so much meaning in the title and in the money and in the impact that uh, I will finally have the answer to my question. And then, age 28, I, I made it. Yeah, woo. <laughs> I was working a finance job. I was sales. At that point, I was a, a sales man in a fast-growing finance company. And they promoted me to be sales director. Age 28, one of the fastest-growing finance companies in Europe. I was the youngest sales director. They promoted me after just 10 months of being in the company. So, yeah, a lot of, like, really fast and really suited for my Ambitions. So I thought, okay, yeah, now I made it. Now I'm a big dog. <laughs> yeah, now I made it. I got the director title on my business card. This must be the answer to my prayers and to my quest for meaning. Well, and guess what? It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, somehow it didn't fulfill me as deeply as I wanted. But I remember this commitment that I made when my sister passed away. I had made a commitment to live a meaningful life and to make the most out of his life, and to honor her, to honor her passing, to honor this gift that I had received to still have some years to live when somebody that I loved so much had to go. And so something needed to change. 
something needed to change. I was successful. I was making great salary. My career was going super well and people were looking up to me. But on the inside, I felt empty. This was not what I wanted. And one day on my way to work, I had an accident on my bicycle. And it could have been much worse. But as it went, I just broke a couple of bones and I had a time of rest. And this time of rest gave me the introspection to see with clarity that I needed to go. And so the day after receiving the highest paycheck of my career, I signed my resignation and I handed it in. I booked a one-way ticket to India, a very classic spiritual journey. And I followed this inner impulse because the deepest moments in my working career there in this director role actually were the moments when I was sitting quiet in meditation. And there was some calling there on my heart to deepen this and to explore this and to follow this and to do it now because death may be around the corner. So I resigned and I changed my beachfront office essentially for a cave in India. I went to this place called Tiruvannamalai, where there's a sacred hill with the name of Arunachala. And I didn't know at the time why, it was for mysterious reasons that I was drawn there. I didn't know why I went there, really, based on recommendations and so on, but I didn't know anything about the place. And it turned out that this was exactly the place I had to be to receive my initiations and to receive somehow this answer to the question that I had been holding ever since my sister passed. Now, what is all this? What is life? What remains? Who am I? And I had this epiphany. You know, every day I went into a cave there on the hill. I would climb up in the mountain, pack some chocolate, pack a few bananas, and then climb up the hill to the cave where the great saint Ramana Maharshi, saint and sage and Rishi, used to sit to meditate for 17 years of his life, Virupaksha cave on the hill Arunachala. So I would go there every morning and just sit there in meditation, five, six hours, and then have a little lunch, maybe share a banana with the monkeys, and then come back down and wind down. And there, sitting in the cave, it was hot, yeah, sweat dripping over my brow. I remember exactly the damp air, kind of yeah, dark inside the cave. A few other people sitting also in the cave in meditation. And suddenly I had this epiphany that all my life I had been pushing for success. To prove somehow that I was worthy, that I was worthy to live, that I was worthy of respect, worthy to be looked up to. And now, in this moment, sitting there in the cave with nothing, and my two-euro white linen <laughs> clothes that I had bought there in India, sitting there with nothing, sweating in the cave, it all melted away. And I could see all the thoughts of my mind was kind of melting deeper and deeper, deeper into my heart. And just a profound stillness arising. Stillness. Infinity. An expansion beyond the mind. And this stillness became so full 
so full of love, so full, so deeply vibrating with freedom, with joy, with all that I had ever wanted, with home, that I felt a unity with all of creation, with all that is. And in fact, it didn't feel new. It didn't feel like something that was created. It just felt like something that had been revealed because finally there was enough space in my being to see the beauty of life, to see the sacredness of all of this and to see the part of me that will stay even after death because it was not born in the first place. Life, life, unity with life. Has life been born? Can life die? And so in this moment, this was the birth of pure power for me, as opposed to a power of pushing that I had been striving for my whole life, yeah, pushing, pushing, trying to find power there. I found that the real power is in letting the mind melt down and becoming one with creation. Because what could be more powerful than the creative process itself? than to be one with life, than to create in harmony with the divine orchestra that is somehow guiding our lives, that makes our hearts beat, that makes us breathe while we are sleeping, that fills our heart with joy and with love. What could be more powerful than that? And ever since, my life has been about this, has been about deepening into this place of pure power, into this unity with life, into this love, into this freedom. And when I came back from India, I had this new question for myself, okay, now what to do? <laughs> what to do with this insight and with this realization? Yeah, I got some kind of an answer to my question, but there are so many new questions and how to go about them. And for a time, I thought that I should just be a monk and I tried that. I spent up to 49 days at a time in solitude, in silence, meditating uh, in the mountains, yeah, not seeing anyone, just completely dedicating myself to my practice. And there was also a different calling, a calling of actually being in the world and bringing this new insight into fruition in the world that I had grown up in and that I loved also. And so I decided, for the time being at least, not to pursue the monkhood, but instead to be here with you, recording this podcast for you in this moment, and working with many amazing leaders in the fields of entrepreneurship and supporting them on the journey of bringing the purity of the heart to the power of their business, to the power of their expression, and therefore magnifying the freedom that pulsates at the core of each and every one of us. So that's what we are doing here. <laughs> yeah, that's what we are doing here. And that is why Pure Power even exists as a brand and uh, as a company and as a service uh, as well. So the interesting thing also here, and I mentioned this already in the beginning of the episode, is that I really see again and again with my clients and also with myself how the spiritual practice actually potentiates the entrepreneurial endeavor and makes it even more powerful. 
Yeah, it's not taking away. It's not a separate thing. It is an amplifier of the freedom, of the initial impulse, of the longing to serve. So for me, I told you that I signed my resignation after receiving my highest salary. That salary was 15,000 euros back in the days. Yeah, amazing, super, super good. And now while building a business that is based in my deepest held values and my deepest beliefs and as a natural extension of my heart, I'm bringing in up to 50,000 a month. And I'm not saying this to brag, but just to show that it can all go together and it goes super well together. Yeah, we do get to have it all. And many of my clients can affirm that. Yeah, we've had people raising millions in dollars in funding after they became really clear about this inner impulse about what they are create what they are here to create from this place of freedom we've had people selling their companies after they finally realized that it didn't align anymore with the highest calling of their heart and doing that very successfully we've had people scaling their companies doubling tripling after finding this deep connection to their heart. So there are so many beautiful opportunities here to bring the two together. How do we do that? Well, we will dive into that in the next episodes in more depth, but very briefly, yeah, how to bring this pure power recognition into the business. There are, of course, a few pillars to this. Yeah? So we will not be able to kind of make an exhaustive list here. But first of all, it's about finding an access to stillness in the leader of a company. Because in your stillness, when you manage to melt your mind, you will find this place inside of your being that is always already free. Always already free. And that is full of love and with a genuine desire to serve other people. And this place is the birthing ground, is the origination and the source of all inspiration and of all mastery and of anything that truly stands out in the world, anything that is truly authentic and original and individual as well, yeah? unique. It comes from this place. It comes from this profound freedom inside. So this is the first step uh, to find an access point to that. And this already takes away so much of the kind of sacrificing and hustling and grinding mentality that is so prevalent in business, where people think they have to constantly force themselves and push themselves into things that they don't really want to do because that's how you make business and so on. Well, that's a thing of the past. Yeah, when you find inside of your being the place that is always already free, you will naturally gravitate into working in the fields where you can truly share your genius, yeah, where your inspiration pulls you. And this is the very basis of a strength-based leadership where you build your whole company really as kind of a, an altar, we can even say if we want to put it into a bit esoteric language, as an altar for your genius, for your natural inmost capacities. Because again, resting in your inner freedom, something will arise, an inspiration will come, a genuine calling to serve people, a genuinely unique, beautiful idea, beautiful impulse. 
And then the whole business becomes an incubation mechanism for this initial impulse, for your heart, yeah, if we will. And from there we find ways to flow with grace instead of constantly efforting and pushing, just as this experience that I had back there in the cave in Arunachana. And then finally, yeah, so these are, again, we will be diving into more depth in all of these topics in the next couple of episodes, but these are a few of the building blocks of what pure power brings to people. Yeah, and of course, on the journey of doing this, we also get to integrate deeper and deeper our subconsciously held beliefs about ourselves, patterns, ingrained structures that we are holding. Yeah? If you have grown up with parents who were struggling and their parents were also struggling and they were, their parents were also struggling yeah? and for millennia they have been passing down this belief that money doesn't grow on trees and you have to you know, work hard and sacrifice and sacrifice yourself in order to make money, you know, like this sort of a thing. Well, then guess what? Yeah, pure power is going to be a path to liberation, to liberate yourself from this nonsense because it has no ground in your being. Your being is always already free. And this is a thing that you can experience directly. Don't take my word for it. Yeah, see what are the vibrations and the resonance that this is causing in your own soul, in your own heart. So those who are working on this intersection of spirituality and entrepreneurship will be using the entrepreneurial path to clear up all this subconscious nonsense and make more space for love, for freedom and for pure power in their being in their business and in all the relationships and all the people that they touch through their products and services and through their presence. So voila, yeah, and <laughs> this is what I'm looking forward to keep exploring with you here on the show. So what's coming up? In the next episode, I will be speaking more deeply about the spiritual ground of this whole exploration. And we'll have a proper fundament of what is this space inside that we are talking about. And afterwards, we will take it into business. Yeah? In the third episode, I will be speaking about the zone of genius, which is a very beautiful model and a beautiful bridge between the spiritual insight and the world of business. And then afterwards, we will have some amazing guest speakers on and we will be deepening as we go to explore both spiritual depth and how to grow your business from a place of deep inner wholeness. So this was the first episode. I hope you enjoyed to get a little bit of a glimpse into the story, or the birthing ground of all of this. I hope that this is sparking something in your heart, something that you can take into your day, something that can ripple into your work, into whatever it is that you do and remind you of your freedom and remind also all the people you touch today of their innate freedom as well. If you enjoyed this show, then please Drop in also for the next episodes, subscribe to the show and leave a review so that other people can find the show as well. And I will see you soon. Once again, welcome to the Pure Power podcast. <laughs>